Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we're back here. Hour number two, not hour number three. I think as I said, going to break. Um, look, it's Monday. <laughs> Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. Come it's on, happy man. Monday. That was... Yeah, it was a um, you know it was a long day of watching football yesterday. It um, was, but, but I like. But it. football's over now, basically. I mean, you know, like this, you know, nobody's at home anymore. You know, there's, there's only one game. It's you know, it's it's. I, I, I like the Super Bowl. I think I like Week One of the regular season better. <laughs> well, I was so upset after the Ravens game. I was like, I'm not even going to watch the Super Bowl, and I know I'm going to watch it. You know, like I know I'm going to watch watch a dog show. Actually, when you say it, though, we might believe it. (laughs) But I was upset. It's like, I'm not even going to watch the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, "Yeah, I'll watch it. Did you get financially invested with the Ravens, too, or is it all emotional? Uh, No, I was financially invested with the Ravens, but it was mostly emotional, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my anger was emotional. I was going to say, to be fair, it's the most boring matchup you could have gotten out of those last four teams, right? Even though it's it's going to be. I don't know. It's. I'm, but I'm like Chase. There, I don't find the Niners interesting at all. You don't, you know? No. With Ayuk I mean, and Debo Samuel and I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's fine. I mean, look, all of the, for you? McCaffrey's great. McCaffrey's great. But I just, I don't know. Like, what's you would never you know, draft like McCaffrey Cam- though? Not in fantasy. Not, not in fantasy. No, no. And no, didn't he like a, a almost break a re- record this year for fantasy football touchdowns for running back? Uh, probably so. I, I, he's he's the only one I've broken my rule for. If you remember last year, I had him. I think in hours here at the league. So he's the only one. But in general, no, I don't draft uh, white skill position players in my fan. I have a racist fantasy football. Team, so there's no other way around it. Hate, hate white guys. Well, <laughs> you know, I think Adam it's Thielen, fair. Sorry, well, you're never playing for me. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, it's like, what was that? Uh, God, who was that? It was Jaquay Savage. He was talking about uh, Bobby Petrino. Was like, man, that guy's not racist. He hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Um, I don't know how we got down this road. I was going to promote the fact that Louisville plays Clemson tomorrow night, and we'll have it for you uh, at 7.30 with the pregame uh, in the um, 9 o'clock. 9 a freaking clock with a play-by-play. from Clemson, who uh, found what it's like to get screwed by Duke and the refs uh, on Saturday hey. night. Uh, Did you, you like that one? Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. You screw everybody in football, you get screwed in basketball when you go to Cameron Indoor. 
Welcome to I the club. I just couldn't believe, and maybe that was Corey Alexander. It was on that. that I think that, that probably was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he again just immediately deci- decided, oh, that's a good call, and and, and his play by play is like, I don't know, man. It looks like the shooter is kind of throwing his arm into the defense. No, yeah. that's a great call. I'm like, no, that's not a good. It's not a good you call. Know, you don't have to carry water at all times for the league, man. But um, I mean, but you see screwed. that in, yeah. in like that's why I love like Jay Billis. Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. Like, they'll call out. They're, they've reached yeah. a level where they don't feel like they need to smooch anymore. And and, and they, won't, they don't make it personal, so I don't know that any ref would, you know, not talk to them or not give them credibility. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, you got to call it out when you see it. Like, that's a bad call. Like, like that that was initiated by the offense. He threw his – to me it was. I mean, he threw his arm into the defender. I at least wanted to hear a conversation about it. Yeah, sure. You know? Not not automatically. Oh, that's oh, a great no call. call. Yeah, no, Clemson like, got hosed, no. but – to hell with them. <laughs> you you hate Clemson so much now that it, it's overcome any hatred for Duke basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is because I don't like Duke either. <laughs> so, but it's really, yeah. it's more. Uh, it is very much directed at Clemson. Very much. Yeah. By the way, thoughts and prayers. If you had uh, Kentucky minus six and a half uh, on Saturday night, did you see how that ended? I did. Yes, I because I'm sitting here with Darren Rodgers. It was a bonus boost or whatever yeah, on for fifty percent on one of the apps. Yeah, yeah. So I took Kentucky minus six and a half. Reed Shepard's at the free throw line, up nine, and and I'm thinking, oh sweet, win by and 10, right. 11. Yeah. Then misses free throw. Grabs ball, dribbles. Surely they're not gonna foul. <laughs> and like I was like, Darren, I was just in shock. Like, wait a minute, that was impossible. I wouldn't have sold my bet for a penny. Yeah, uh, but, but that's dollar. what happened. But that's what. Oh happened. Oh my god, that was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, um, I actually took the boost and do what I do. I teased it down. You, so you I bought I the half. It. Yeah, I yeah. thought of that. I yeah, thought of that. I actually bought it. Bought it down for two points. Got it down to yeah. four and a half, just because I was like, I'm getting fifty percent. I'm going to catch a winner here, uh, and and in there for a while, I didn't think Kentucky was going to win the game at all. And then they yeah. they, they kind of extended out, and then they. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, they're up nine. Reed Shepard's at the line. I, I didn't even enter. And I'm I'm a defeatist at all times. There wasn't a part of me that well, if they miss it and it goes down and they, and they give up a three or foul on a two. I mean, as soon as he dribbled in the two, I'm like, all right, they're good, they're good, they're good. What, what they fouled? Yeah, no, it was wild, wild, yeah. wild to see that wild. happen. So yeah, hate it for you guys that uh, if you use that yeah. boost because you were probably sitting on a on a decent little win. It's only yeah. a ten dollar max bet, but still, you, you you know about to cash a little money there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, you had national treasure to make up for it. I don't know if you did. I, I did. I was losing my butt all day out the at the at the, um, the Pegasus. Uh, I mean, there were horses coming in. I had no business getting in there. But, it was uh, weird before that race. It really was weird. Yeah, it really. Was. I had to bet national treasure because that's the last horse race I watched with Clint. I know. So that was for me. I'm like, I'm trying to handicap, and I'm like. Let you bet on Clint's horse. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, there's yeah, no need to handicap the last race. No, exactly. Like, the exactly. last race, you're going with but national by the, treasure. But, but I did have the rag numbers, you know, learned from Clint. And I'm not sure he'd have liked his horse as much based on the on on the rag numbers. Oh, really? Uh, but the, because the horse that finished second was the one that I that the rag said you you wanted. It should have been the favorite almost. Hmm. Um, so. I mean, th- those quick. Quick early fractions. I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but it ended, yeah, up being, it ended up holding up. And, uh, you know, so congratulations to Starlight Racing. And that was a $4 million purse, right, for for Starlight? Um, I think the total purse yeah. is $4 million. I don't know what the winner's share is, but a uh, pretty significant race for them. And we'll see what happens with National Treasure down the road. 
Yeah, they're going to keep him on the track. It sounds like so. I think that'll be great. Um, I can't. You, I you messed order, up though. You should have gone to Miami yeah. this weekend, not last weekend. No, I needed to go. I needed to go when I went. I needed to get out of the cold. Yeah. You know, if I was going to choose that, that was that was going to be. But you could have parlayed it though. You could have gone. Yeah, but to I, both. I don't. I don't know. Like, if I'm going to go down to Florida, I don't want to be at Gulfstream Park. You don't want to be with the Starlight Racing people and the I'd champagne. Rather and- I'd rather be at the ocean. I'd rather no. Yes, I'd rather be at the champagne. <laughs> I would have gone to the. I would have gone to Gulfstream. It would have been great. Uh, um, okay, so um, on Friday, you know, they had the board meeting, mm, right? Mm. So. Um, and I guess maybe it was Eric Crawford, maybe the only reporter that's, that went over there. I mean, we all knew it was happening. Credit to him. Shame on the rest of us. I don't know if Courier um, was over there. Yeah. But um, he got um, – I, I mean, I only saw the one cut, but it's really all you need to hear um, uh, with Eric Crawford about the basketball program. So here, here was what he, he had to say uh, on Friday after the bed board meeting. How are your interactions with Kenny through the season, and what's your guys' communication like as they go through this? Yeah, I, you know, continuing to try to communicate and say, hey, what can we, what can we all do individually or collectively uh, to get this program where we all expect it to be? Uh, you know, and and I, you know, I, I'm well aware uh, that this this program, this fan base, isn't into moral victories, uh, and so we, after every game, I feel like every day, I, it's it, it's consuming what I'm doing right now, and I know it's consuming Kenny and his staff as far as how do we get better uh, how does this basketball program get back to where we all expect it to be and that expectation is a high bar uh, but nobody's going to run from that and we're going to do everything we can uh, to get this program back where we all want and expect it to be i read that very clearly he's planning on firing him i don't yeah. know everybody on friday had any i'm like oh what i don't know what they that's a, that's as far as you can go we're not into moral victories our, our fans aren't into moral victories he understands it. I mean, that he's going to fire him at the end of the year. To me, that's just even more so solidifies what he hinted at at the, you know, at the semester break. I didn't understand the people that didn't take it that way. How did you take it? Mm, I think a lot of I, I took it the same way you did. And I think a lot, the reason why a lot of people take it that way is because they're just so angry. They can't get beyond yeah. their anger to process it in a way where it's like he's saying everything that he can say without telling us that he's firing him you know mm-hmm. and and and, and right. i understand it it's it is infuriating you know i understand everybody's anger but you do have to think about it you know objectively from josh's point of view what he has to do as an administrator um mm-hmm. and, and as an athletic director to make the job you know uh the job and attractive to future candidates you don't want your ad out there trashing head coaches that's as far as you can i mean right. that's i mean to me i'm surprised he even went that far i mean i don't know that i would have even said much that i've been like eric doesn't matter what i what i say you don't all they're going to focus on is something about you know uh basketball so let's you know right do this with no comment or whatever but he didn't he didn't do that he, he talked to him and to he me, said it's consuming. That's, that's what i yeah i mean do you think he's not yeah he's i mean when i, I actually saw him at uh was the ncaa um soccer finals um, some you know weeks back, and uh, he was there with Charlie Baker, the head of the NCAA, and that's when that was before he said anything the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was I walked up to him and I was like, "When are you going to come out with a statement?" You know, just just joking, and uh, it, we were just going back and forth. And I'm not getting any secrets. He's like, "What do you want me to say? I'm I'm not sleeping." <laughs> you know, like, and that's kind of what he it's kind of what he said there. You know, this yeah. is all consuming. That this is yes, he has the same thought that you do. That this isn't any good. And I th- I think if he felt like he had a viable option on the bench to take the reins, that he would do that. But I don't. 
I, I was think talking. That, to... uh, he thinks Danny Manor and Owen Smith can coach this team mm. and make it better. In fact, might make it worse. Will probably make it worse. I, so I would agree. I mean, who's going to watch that airplane, uh, the airport mm-hmm. uh, promo, if uh, wow. in the huddle, if uh, if Nolan Smith is the head coach? You know, what's yeah. who's going to watch that? I mean, anyway, uh, you know, I, I do. You know. <laughs> It's tough. Like, what are you? What are you going to do here? And I do think he's out there. He said it's consuming. I think what he means by that is I'm doing a lot of research. I'm talking to a lot of people. Yes. And, and I ha- I did talk to some people on Friday, and we were kind of having this discussion about yes, he can't fire him before the deadline, obviously, but like, can he let the public know to release their anger and maybe take a little bit of pressure off Kenny too and the team, and just say, hey, you're going to coach to the end of the year, but it's over after that you know type yeah. of thing is that a way to play it so that you can still achieve what you want to do at the end of the year in terms of your budget but then also release some of the pressure out of the fan base and i don't know if he'll do something like that but it after saturday i almost feel like we're getting closer to something like that happening because it is kind of it's so angry I'm it's, sorry, I'm, I'm so distracted. I think Dan Orlovsky and Mike Greenberg are going to go to blows here on the set of the question of did the Niners win it or Lions lose it. Oh, I mean, really? it was, I mean, they were like animated. I couldn't hear. I, I mean, I thought we were going to have a Jim Rome situation with Jim Everett. Were they going the after one another? I didn't, I mean, I was a little distracted. You're, you're making good points that I'm, and like Ryan Clark kind of um, leaned over and like, you know, pulled him in and it's like, man wow wow okay wow it's on my screen too but i was looking at something yeah you have to rewind it man that was that was i'll see it on uh, twitter (laughs) i'm sure it'll be on twitter one of the things that interested me on eric's reporting on friday and we didn't get a chance to get to it uh but when he was talking about how winning costs money and how unbudgeted uh bonuses for coaches hitting incentives were added as an as an expense but louisville actually took out an insurance policy in the event that louisville football won more and it actually saved louisville three hundred thousand dollars by taking out the policy and i'm thinking who who carries the if you win insurance i'm sure the math adds up no, but, but, no, I'm but who, sure, who I'm underwrites sure. it? Like, like how I don't do I... underwrite anything. I mean, uh, go watch the big short. You can you can sell uh, anything in tranches and and and, and really. Books. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, so it's just it, like, it's just like a bookie. Yeah. It's just like a bookie. Well, I don't think you call it progressive, but I'm sure you know. It's just it, they'll have people you know bean counters add up the odds, and you know it's just like any insurance, right? I mean, I love your it. Car insurance and everything, and no, it's it's. I, I thought that was interesting, but I'm like, I'm sure there's an actuary somewhere who is somebody said, doing that. This is this is the thing to do, so that yes, you do. So because you don't want to have, I mean, probably the mentality is we want to win. We don't, and we but want we to win so much that, that too much money. When we yeah, we don't want to have any down downside to it. You know, kind of like hedging so, your bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like hedging your so. bet. Like you were hedging over the weekend, and Josh Hurd was All hedging day. at the beginning yeah. of the football season. Hedging. Yeah. yeah Man. But I got to find how much I hedged. I hedged a lot, but it worked out. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, Josh's comments, I think they're right on where they need to be. We all know where this is going. Uh, I just don't know if there'll be an announcement that kind of lets everybody let, – let's stay out of the balloon, you know, and just lets yeah. everybody just kind of, okay, thank you, Josh, understand. Kenny's going to coach because Nolan and Danny really aren't up for this, you know, in terms of taking over, and you, you, yeah. you can't hire a whole new staff at this point in the year. So he's done, and we're just going to move on. It's it's what I, I – mean, I, I thought that's what you, people would want to hear. Let's uh, go back to the phones. Will is going to be up next. Will, welcome in our thing, the Ville ESPN 680. We lost him. Oh, we lost Will. Oh, 
Uh, I was I was going on there. A um, couple things to tell you. Uh, we'll have the the uh, Jeff Wall show uh, on ninety three nine Night Live from Parlor in J Town. Mm. Uh, so it'll be seven o'clock uh, here. Uh, not again, as they won again yesterday. Um, yeah, they won by a yeah, lot. They won. Yeah, they, what was it like they were? They beat Pitt by what? They beat them by like seventeen. Yeah, like it was. They were up 19. big, and then I just flipped back, and they were big and flipped back. Um, okay, so here's a funny story from Friday. So St. X Trinity played on Friday uh, over at Bellum, right? Yeah. So and um, I uh, somebody came up with a with a ticket for me, uh, and then uh, as I was uh, walking in, I saw the proprietor of uh, of Kern's Corner uh, in uh, in Clay, and I and so we went up and talked to uh, you know Scotty D and the staff. You know, there's yeah. just people up there. You know, just just you know hanging out. Um, yeah, hanging out up there in that that. You know the the one suite, I guess you would we would call it up there. But I wanted to be you know, so I went back down for the game, and um, you know, you know, Max is there, and he, you know, obviously, and he's all all into it because it's you know, it's Saint X Trinity, and the students are doing what students do, chant, yada yada yada, you know. <laughs> um, and I I get a text from him that that uh, I'm going to read this right <laughs> because uh, as I was sitting next to uh, uh, the proprietor of, of Barrel Thirty Three, um, I said. Um, um, Hang on. He goes, by any chance, is there a spare T-shirt up there? Ah. And I'm thinking, why would he need a spare? Like, what's gone on down there? Yeah, is he, is you he, know? Did, he get ripped? did it get ripped? Did it get spilled on? Does he want to have something, something to you know, wave a towel over his head or something? I don't know. Right. And I'm wondering, oh, something, something, something's happened. It can't be good. Um, and I said, well, what, what happened to yours? Uh, and uh, he goes, Sweaty pits. <laughs> you said it was that. great. Yeah. So then, no. So then, I, I I think to myself, you know, I could go upstairs, and I'm sure Scotty's got a Bellarmine shirt. But then I also thought, I don't want my kid to think it's normal that I'm texting a Division One basketball coach uh, at halftime of a high school game to see if I can get a free uh, T-shirt to, uh, to get to to my son. You know, I'm like. I don't want to think that's normal, right? Because it's not normal to be able to do that. Yeah. But having known Scotty and everything else, and so, but then I thought, you know what? You know, there's there's a lot of girls there. Maybe there's a there's a girl over there. He's worried. worried yeah, about. yeah, and I yeah. Thought it'd be kind of a baller move, you know, that uh, Dad could get a shirt from the Bellman. You know, Max wouldn't play it that way, but I, that's what I'm I'm kind of thinking. So I took Scotty D, and of course. You know, you got a large uh, T-shirt up there that I could borrow, and uh, or, and so of course it's like a great Bellarmine Nike, you know, of course uh, logo thing. And I um, and I'm going, you know, Max over by the wall. I'm trying to get it down to uh, see him, and then uh, see his spring break buddy. We go with uh, with Hudson, who was you know last time I saw him was maybe six feet tall as an eighth grader. Dude's like about six seven now. Oh I'm like, Hudson, Hudson, can you just pass that down to Max? You know, because yeah, you can see him and I can't. Yeah, just take um, one one arm length yeah. and then your other yeah. arm length and it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Hudson. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got to shoot a jump shot to get it to him. But you yeah. just hand it to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just thought, uh, and so Scotty D came through and it's a great shirt. Thank, can't thank Scotty D enough. That's and I was awesome. like, I was like, I don't, I, maybe there's, you know, and actually he just, no, he's, he was just, uh, didn't want to have a sweaty. Pits. Is that why you weren't coming? That's why you didn't come out with us on Friday night. Yeah, I, I had that. Um, I couldn't. There was no way they get a ride for him, so we were. Um, yeah. I ended up going to the game, staying with the game, taking it back. We went and checked out so. that new place seven, Rick Kieber and Bella Kieber's place over there in uh-huh. Nulu. Uh, that place is phenomenal, and you need to check that out for sure. Because what kind, uh, of, what kind of theme is it? It's a cocktail bar, man. It is a, okay. a very well appointed cocktail bar with some very delicious cocktails, and I think you would find it a target rich environment. 
Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Right. So I think that's free a place where you need to go. Okay. Yeah, a little free All range. Right. A little free range. All right. Uh, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, I good think that's know. some. I think that's a place you need to uh, you need to drop in on for sure. Okay. Better than the high school basketball game. I think? think that you'd do better there than the high school basketball game. But you have parent, right. parental yes, responsibilities yes. that we all understand, yes. so you can't be there all the time. But like, yeah, yes. win free. That probably is a good place to go. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, I'll keep that in mind. I will yes. definitely keep that in mind. Um, let's try to get back to the text line here if we have any there. If you want to hop in, you can do so, 267-9680, uh, the, number, the number to get in. So we can, we can we have that Lamar sound as well, right, um, Chase? Yeah. Yeah, let me pull it up. Sure. Well, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I did, I did, I mean the time of possession, I thought, just had to be part of the game plan to just keep Lamar off the field as much as possible. Don't let him get into a rhythm. And not only don't let him get into a rhythm, allow him to get frustrated. And, and it seemed a pretty nervous fan base around that, that stadium. You could just hear it go quiet real fast. Yeah. Mark there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought we were going to play the sound. I, yeah, uh, I totally would agree. When you look at like what they did with Pacheco, 24 carries, 68 yards, yeah. you know, that was... They just kept giving him the ball. Yeah. yeah. I, I expected Gus Edwards and Justice Hill to have about 24 to 30 carries between the two of them. And for L- Lamar... Gus Edwards got three carries and Justice Hill had three. That's it. They rushed yeah. six times to the running back. And Lamar's, frankly, could have... You know, the Chiefs were not going to let Lamar break you know break the big one. They, they were content to almost not even pass rush. Right. You know, like just sort of stay there, um, which was an interesting strategy, but a strategy that clearly worked. Yeah, and, you know, 37 passing attempts for Lamar, I don't... Yeah. That's not really like, you know, you want, you probably want Lamar like 28, 29, you know, just shy of 30, probably typically. You just got to give your running backs more than six carries. That's like, it, yeah. it doesn't even seem real. Right. And, you know, you're playing behind a defense that, you know, didn't start very well, but really settled in. You just got to, you got to establish something. And I think once mm-hmm. they could trust their defense there in the third quarter to kind of get stops, that, I, I didn't understand why they didn't go to the run, you know, and try to really mm-hmm. drive the ball, running the ball down the Chiefs' throat because they're the number one rushing defense in the, or offense in the, in, the, in the NFL. So go do that. Have a drive that goes down the field, and they just kept doing what they were doing. And, and it almost worked. You know, the, the, if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble the ball six inches from the goal line, we might be having a different conversation today, but, you know, that's how, that's how, how we go going, so... There we go. Um, but let's hear what Lamar had to say after the game. I'm not frustrated at all. Um, I'm, I'm angry about, you know, losing. Uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, we've been waiting all this time, all these moments for an opportunity like this and for sure. Um, but, but I feel like our team, we're going to build. You know, it's awesome. We're going get, to get right, um, get better, grind, and try to be in this position again. But on the other side, a victory. Man, it's, that's just a long climb. That is losing a conference championship game. I was in Kansas City when they lost that one to the, um, uh, the, the Patriots. And it, it's, you're, you're right about an NCAA tournament. It's almost, it's almost like even more. You know, mm-hmm. It's almost like an NCAA. I mean, I think Elite Eight's probably the worst round to lose in, you know, because it's, it's just you're, you're almost there, at least if you lose in the semis. You know, although know. they lost that Wichita State game in 13. Yeah, it'd probably be like losing that Wichita State game. Let's pretend they don't come back and win that. That that's the the feeling around and the tough part is in the NFL you just don't know are the are the injury stars going to align are the free agency the draft picks you know are is, are, is the off season going to align to be able to get I mean they did you can't do 
for, you know, for however many games, what, 19 games, 17 regular season, and, yeah. well, 18 games, they did exactly what they wanted to do. The one game they did was the most important. Yeah, the most important game, and it's it's so frustrating. And I do think it's like an NCAA tournament loss, but, you know, we're, we'll probably start to experience some of these with the college football playoff from a football perspective. Here I hope. In, in the, I hope, and, and I think we're on that track. I mean, Jeff Brom is not messing around. Uh, and I guess Brady and Jeff, I guess they went to the AFC Championship game. I saw Brady yeah, get I'd see Karloftis probably, yeah. yeah. Probably see, uh, I would think. Yeah, so, you know, kind of a tough ride there and back. But, you know, Lamar, he got his contract. No, not for him. I'm sure he was there. Well, that's right. I mean, he was probably there for both. I mean, he, you know, he coached Karloftis from Purdue there oh, on, yeah. the ra- on the on the Chiefs. So well, I know Lottie yeah, sure went. For him. So, yeah. I mean, I know, I know Louisville, oh, wow. sent, Louisville sent a contingent over there. Uh, I don't yeah. know how many people. It wasn't a big plane. But, like, some people, you know, were able to go to the game. So it was clearly important to us here in town, clearly important to our program, and, and just a big bummer that they weren't able to get it done. I, although I will say you were to bring it up in state tournament losses. I don't know that there's one worse than that St. Patrick's Day first round loss to Kenneth Fareed. Oh, I do. Oh my God, the 2014 loss to Kentucky. Yeah, that was bad. But, so the that's four, the worst one. The the Moorhead State one. We had just lost out of the Big Twelve. You know, like right before that, and then we lost there, and we just and it was the first game of the NCAA tournament. It was the first game that sucked. Like you, you know, you not suck. as bad as fourteen sucked to Kentucky, a team that if you win that game, you think you might be able to win. Probably the whole won thing. the national championship. Yeah, yeah. Go back to back, or I mean, that was pretty gut. And you're losing to yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What'd you make of uh, BYU making their students mm-hmm. take off their horns downs T-shirts? I, so, okay, so I, I saw bits and pieces of this story. It was not one that I cared that much. Right. So, but front I think row I saw a screen the, cap or something. Front row of the BYU student section. They have horns down, so kid on the far left's wearing an H, the kid on the right is wearing the O, and then it spells out horns down. And they're all there, they're organized before the game. And BYU made them because the Big Twelve says that uh, horns down is unsportsmanlike. <laughs> what do you make of I, that? I, well, I know what you make of it. Like, won't they say the same thing about L's no, down? Right? No, no, no. What's your take on I it? Think I think yeah, that, that the SEC is not going to make horns down an unsportsmanlike penalty, and. I think that mm-hmm. Texas is about to get their feelings hurt in a big way, a big mm-hmm. way when they go into the SEC because the big the SEC is not going to bend over to the Texas like they like the Big Twelve has horns mm-hmm. down. They're going to get horn because they know it bothers them. Just like Scott Satterfield, you know, you say that you that everybody now he immortalized it. Yeah, horns down. Everybody already knows going into the league that you don't like it. You're going to get it everywhere. You're going to get it yeah. everywhere you go. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I would expect that. So you, and so you, you don't think they're going to make it a uh, any, any form of. Okay. Well, they shouldn't. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they do all sorts of stuff in the SEC already. If they make that accommodation for Texas, you're going to have a lot of people upset. I yeah. mean, Louisville would be upset, right? Like, how many times has Kentucky held sound us on the field? I've been unsportsmanlike yet, and I don't expect it to be. And I don't do need you it think to be. it, but because does it bother them that much? Yes. I mean. I, I mean it, it the is, players? Does it bother them? It bothers the players that much? I, I think it, it bothers their administration. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't – it's never – I didn't even like L's up that much. So the L's down definitely doesn't bother me. I like but L's I don't, up. I still like L's eh, up. It's kind of awkward sometimes. Nah, um, not like it. But, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know – I just don't know how much it – I mean, I think in Texas it's been a long tradition that that one, that, that, that is like, the, like a big insult. But here it's – I'm just always like – 
okay, whatever, man. Rock on. <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't, the, I mean, but, what was the most recent, the football game? And, like, they, they scored a touchdown, and then, like, crawled into the suite to give Jack Harlow L's down. They literally went into the fan section to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah. that's not us. Okay, fine. No problem. Yeah. No. So, horns down can't be – it cannot be a penalty in the SEC. No way. Okay. Keep an eye on it for you. I will. Absolutely. I know. I know. Um, let's see here. We um, Okay, we'll, we'll step aside here. We've got uh, plenty more to get to. We can get some of this other sound from after the game as well uh, with, um, with Kenny Payne and, uh, and Paul Rogers and Jody Demling. Uh, we've got a couple other things uh, we can do um, as uh, we roll along here uh, this morning. When it comes time to buy a car, don't forget about the Huffman Auto Group. Uh, just sent a couple people there last week uh, that have come away and come away happy with their purchase uh, at the uh, the Huffman Auto Group. So uh, specifically, Accurate Oxmore. Uh, I've per- I've been driving a car from that dealership for over a decade now, and um, I've been totally happy with, uh, with the Accurate TL and now the TLX. And um, you know, when times to go get another one, that's exactly where I'm going to go. I think your dollar just goes further in the Acura line. So. Uh, check them out online, uh, accurateoxmore.com. Uh, it's Neil Huffman's Accurate Oxmore, and tell me you heard us talking about them right here. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. But it can buy me a boat. It can buy me a truck to pull it. It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7, hanging out with you. we got plenty coming up. we got the game tomorrow night uh, coming your way uh, between uh, the Cards and Clemson. That'll be uh, at Clemson. Uh, so we'll have that for you, 7.30 with the pregame uh, and 9 o'clock with the, uh, the play-by-play. Also this week, we got uh, Bellman basketball is at Kennesaw. Uh, good to see the Knights get a win on Saturday, yeah. uh, Saturday night um, as well. And then, hey, on this Saturday around noon, on 680, we'll have St. John's and UConn. How about that? How about that? Now, are you going up to Cincinnati on Thursday or to Wednesday? No, no. I will be uh, – I'm traveling to Kansas City for a couple of Oh, that's days, right. Remember? So We're going to have to do the yeah. Indianapolis trip then, the the Butler game, end of February. Okay. I think yeah, I can I mean, do that. I think you play, you played farther out than me, so sure. Yeah, I think that's a good – so, Rat, put us on the party. Put us on the travel party. We'll all go together. <laughs> Well, you, you know how to get to Indianapolis. I'm sure it's not that tough to get tickets. 
No, I'm sure it's not, but, I, but I'm just saying it'd be good to go with a group. Let's go. Let's go together. You know, that'd be kind of fun. So, so, you, so there you go. Hey, organize a travel party and invite me. Was that was that the the edict no, right there? No, it sounds like they're already gonna go. So, like, so just maybe include us in your place. Invite. Could I possibly be a part of your your, your posse? If, please, if possible, your, your, your can I be a part of the posse? Yes, I would like that yes. very much indeed. Yeah. Yes. So whatever. There we go. <laughs> yes. Rather than get it done. Tell get me it done right now. Do, do I need it a done? Bo- do I yeah. need to include a Valare gift card or something to, to get to nah, go? Just, just don't be so demanding. It was very demanding. <laughs> it was like an order. It's not an yeah. order. It's a request. Yeah. It's a request. Yeah, it sounded like an order. It sounded like <laughs> it's an order. Did you order the code yeah. red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you order the tickets to the Butler game? <laughs> yes. You're damn right. I You're did. Damn right. I, did. <laughs> I need to be on that wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh man! I don't know. Did you um, see that Jeff Walls? You're talking about uh, Coach Walls there. Um, he's mm-hmm. 56 and 0 against unranked ACC opponents at home. 56. Is and 0. that right? Dominant. Think about that, man. That's never having a hiccup at home. Right. Just never. Yeah. Since being in the league in 2014, he's never lost to an unranked opponent in the UM Center. That's just having. That's a crazy. For, I mean, the the Elite Eights really is what it's all about. But that that that's what builds to it right there. Oh yeah, to never have just one where you just go, what in the hell happened last night? Yeah, and you know, uh, Tony Bennett has more wins in the Yum Center than Kenny Payne does. That was the stat. Yeah, I was just getting ready to go to that one. Just think, yeah, Tony Bennett has more wins in the Yum Center. He plays here once a year. Right. Right. Yep. I guess I guess they're counting two of his wins that got him to the you know Sweet Sixteen and mm. Elite Eight. So it wasn't well, necessarily yeah. against Louisville, but in the building, you know, in the building. Yeah. So as a head coach. Now, if you want to, yeah, I don't know. No, if that I, was the stat of the weekend. For yeah. Me. That was it right there. <laughs> That's it. That was it. So it's like, okay, yeah. Kenny, I mean, you play her every night. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's go. Like, what are we doing? So, it, you know, I know that this is all kind of headed to, you, we all know this is where, where this is headed. And I don't know. Um, what, what, what is more interesting to people? Like when this is going to end? Who our new head coach is going to be? Who the next guy is? Right. Like how how bad does it have to be before you would pull it the plug in season? I mean that that first half was was one of those halves where you had you had to start thinking about that. You know, yeah. like, is this going to be the and even the, even much of the second half? I mean, to be honest, it wasn't like you know that seventeen point margin is the biggest lie of a score that's ever told. Yeah, and, and and you're right. Like you're you're watching that that. Uh, first half and you may have had a plan hey we're gonna get to the end of the year we're just gonna ride this out but then you're watching but then that if first you're half. josh heard if this is all consuming this is one of those things that probably continues to consume you're like do we do it and then yeah. you know i mean it was it, it, it was that bad there's just no other way uh, around the defense just that you know non-existent i mean the team that's and they're dunking all over the place yeah i and, mean you know, know our football team takes a huge a, a huge number of football players to the to the basketball game right mm-hmm. they're there before the first half they got them out of there at like at second time out they're yeah. like we're got we're out of here they've seen the well, I, I, I never know their schedule though you know i just never know what the actual schedule is though because i was happy they left know, i was happy they left yeah 
Like, get him uh, out I, of I just remember line. the, uh, you know, the Miracle on Main comeback. They left early from that game. I remember asking afterwards, like, what happened? Like, well, they have, you know, they have a schedule of things they have to do. They didn't know the greatest comeback in school history was getting ready to happen, you know. But <laughs> That was an amazing, the Miracle on Main game, that really was just something totally unexpected. And I didn't feel it happening mm-hmm. in the moment. Like, I was like, okay, they're coming back, whatever. Maybe they, you know, maybe they make it interesting here. But never in a million years that I think they were going to actually win that game. But, you know, we got we to gotta find a coach who can get some magic back in that building that's for sure yeah because it's just it's sad that you watch these other venues where things are going well and and you're like that's that we're supposed to be part of that party yeah and, how about that you know, providence georgetown environment did you see that at all saw a little bit of that when i was doing you know work for uh, halftime here right. so that was the early game right was it, that it was the early fox game and so it was yeah. ed cooley's first game back to at Providence, and like there was like the the students were trampling one another to get into the to building because it's like first come first yeah. some seating, and they like tr- they tripled the police presence and all this stuff for it. It was like it was a very raucous crowd, but I made a little money on Providence, or yeah, because I was like they're definitely going to win this game. So I don't. <laughs> like I uh, <laughs> made made a little money on New Mexico last night. Oh, minus I did too. Eight win by 20 or whatever they did there's a little bit of a boost um, on that too that's the only reason I, 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 like if it's a boost i just bet it you know i just bet it if it's <laughs> yeah, a boost I'm picking a side if there's a boost yeah i don't yeah I'm, I'm just gonna take if you're gonna give me a 50 percent uh advantage then yeah i'll take it yeah. and that's all you're getting from me i'm not i'm not betting it more so quit asking so quit asking <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta get a i mean deep. they beat but I mean, they did. They they. I mean, Nevada was a, was a good team. I mean, they were like you know, like an eight point favorite at home. Sixteen, uh, they were sixteen and four coming in. Richard Pitino, New Mexico, eighteen and three. He's turning some heads. You know, that is a team v- and three. They're actually a spot ahead of Kentucky, the Ken Paul. Nineteen. Yeah, and I don't know where they are in the in the net rankings, but they were right in the top twenty last week. You know, check the net. Basketball. Uh, you know, out out west after dark. Um, you know, just. just Keep an eye on that one. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know that they, that they could, you know, I don't know that you could bring Rich. I would hope, I would bring Rich here in a heartbeat. Believe me, he would, he'd be my choice. I don't know if because of his last name that's going to eliminate him from consideration. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's 15th Shouldn't. in the net. 15th, 15th. In, 15th yeah. in the net. That's really strong. You know, I yeah. guess so he's a four or five seed somewhere in there. You know, we'll see what, how that all kind of – Sure, sh- depending on what they do. But, yeah, yeah, 15th in the net. Who, who knows? But um, I think I, I think he ought to be on a list. I, I love him because you know me. I've been a fan of Richard ever since the day I met him. There's a lot of just cool things that could happen with Richard. Number one, he's young. You know, and he, I think he's a capable coach. He's got a team that he could that he could tap into, maybe bring some guys over. He, this is more his region than New Mexico, so I think you know, recruiting. He's got that drive that you talk about. Not to mention that he's Richard, that he's Rick Pitino's kid, and I'll, it could mend a lot of fences around here. I'm not saying you should hire him because of that. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying that, it's a that, benefit. that wouldn't be a fa- factor. For, I mean, that would be a benefit that wouldn't be a, any factor in hiring him, right? Uh, f- for me, I mean. He's got them rolling out there. Like I said, they're 15th in the net. I, you know, you could see them. I don't know what, they're, what the Ken Palm looks at them being favored the rest of the way, how many games. But it wouldn't be too difficult to envision, you know, them at 28 and 6 going into the tournament yeah. or something crazy if they win their conference tournament. It feels like um, Richard's maybe a second cut, like, right? Like just a notch below the first preference. But. I I don't know. I, what it I don't would take know for him to yeah. go to the to to the top, like to to kind of ascend up upward. I don't know what it would take. I think the guy's going to be a great coach for someone. I, the Minnesota job is one he you know 
probably had to take, probably shouldn't have taken, um, because every coach who's ever had that job has been fired, and he's the person who told me that stat. Yep. Um, so we could never quite get it right there. But now, you know, tr- transfer portal and how you're doing in the last three years, to me, matters a lot more than it ever has. And you know, NIL. Recent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he, he gets some of that. I, and the, like, I think the guy's going to be a great coach somewhere. I'm, I'm certain of it. I was surprised it didn't work out at, at Minnesota. But, again, there's, there's a lot of things working against you there. But I'm looking at Ken Palm. They project him as, like, yeah, 25-6. and six. They win their conference tournament, they'd be 28-6. and six. That's pretty good. There, there are tough places to win. I think Minnesota basketball is one of those. Penn State basketball is a tough one. Ole Miss mm-hmm. basketball is a tough one to win in. And so when you see – coaches kind of do that and new mexico yeah, you win at non-traditional places yeah. right but yeah, new, new mexico's had its run though i mean used to, i mean big, big mondays used to be you could stay up for them in high school were great because those great UNLV teams would go get beat at the pit yeah no new off. mexico's a, a wonderful landing spot for a for a coach that's kind of up and coming looking to kind of have some success a lot of times the new mexico coach gets hired by a pac-12 team uh mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a little bit of a coaching uh, breeding ground, and you know so it's a yeah. really good place for Richard. Just for anybody on the East Coast, it's going to hire him. He's more of an East Coast guy. No, so no kidding, yeah. <laughs> and he, he and he would put so much pressure on himself to not fail here. Oh yeah, that he would that he would win. I mean, I think his focus would be to not fail, and he'd be so obsessed with it he would win. Louisville St. John's would be a heck of a television matchup. Yeah, heck of a television matchup. It would be great. Yeah, Texas is me why you think Richard would come to a school that fired his father because he knows what a good job it is, and he's if there's a guy who can tell his dad to buzz off, it's Richard. Yeah, <laughs> and they the have a lot of family, sarcastic way. Yeah, they have a lot of family still here, a lot yeah. of friends. It's a lot of built in. You could walk in, it feel like home straight away. Uh, and I think that you know, I think that a lot of people understand the context of 2017 and 2024. A lot better seven years later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know Rick, and it would probably take something like that to get Rick back around. But you don't do it for that reason. You do No, it- you don't do it for any of those reasons other than, I, yeah, the only reason I want it because I think he's a really good coach, knows what he's talking about. Correct. I mean, that's, that's, to me, the reason I'd have, look, none of these guys am I, am I going to be a single advocate for. I want to see how the rest of the season plays out. You, it can always go in a variety of directions. What happens, you know, when, when you get to that and who – looks like the best available yeah. who's going to win you agents you're talking to the job right now i'm mean, looking right. again when josh says all consuming it's because he's talking to agents <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, i'm mean, talking to advisors and different people yes. in basketball yeah and and, and who's going to no, win but like literally these coaches specifically these coaches agents i'm yeah. sure he's talked to you know uh, you know um your guy mole miss well, uh, chris, chris i'm Beard. sure he's talked to chris beard's agent i'm sure scott he's talked drew. to scott drew yeah, Jerome all of them. sure and and the question josh has to ask himself is who's going to win a or multiple national championships for you here you know yeah. like and, and probably the first question is who's going to get us back on track but who's going to mm-hmm. who's going to win national championships because that's the goal and if you don't think that you're talking to a guy that can win you a national championship then then you got to get out and I, and actually that's why we had to hit eject from chris mack because i think we all sort of got to a place where it's like we're not going to win a title here with him i mean he's not well and and then he was just bored out of his mind on the bench and right. doing his best isaiah thomas impersonation over there i mean yeah. so yeah still better than this <laughs> well isaiah i don't know i don't know but isaiah thomas won yeah. more games asleep than kenny Payne is one awake <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think i've ever seen a bigger coaching mismatch in all of college basketball than what we saw on saturday no tony bennett tony, ben- tony bennett yeah i mean that's 
you know, and yet if you say, "Hey, what if we get Tony Bennett?" Oh God, no, it's kind of boring. <laughs> hey, I'd sign up for Tony Bennett. You. Yeah. Did you understand? They've won eighteen out of the last nineteen against Louisville. I know. Eight. I did not realize that until I was doing um, the pregame and I was running down the game notes, and I'm like, they've won. They're seventeen and one. In their last eighteen. Like Drew, oh my I gosh. was Ethan Mooring the Virginia game while Patino was still the coach. I was not you wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. I knew what was going to happen. And so, yeah. like, that's what I kind of want for our next coach, beat Virginia. More than even beating Kentucky. No. I <laughs> More than beating Kentucky. Just beat I, Virginia. It doesn't bother. I'd, I'd rather beat Kentucky. Yeah. The uh, world is on its head with Louisville basketball just getting owned yeah. by Virginia. Yeah. Um, Texter says, I feel as a fan base, I feel like we're thinking backwards on that one. In my mind, would Richard Patino consider us yeah he wants you know he wants to live in new mexico forever um sure it's lovely Texture says the, the worst thing i heard during the game was when brian oliver said about virginia the last thing you want to do is have this thing get under 20 and give this louisville club some confidence <laughs> yeah i mean you could just it was whatever you want ridiculous second half comment you wanted to just turn up the volume at any point and go guys this is not a that it was not a dagger to put him up 27 no no it was no, dagger the, the dagger game late happened. puts him up seven or something dagger <laughs> No, I know you. I wondered if it was AI. I got seriously started to wonder: Are these guys really there, or is this AI? Yeah, I mean, we gave up forty-one points to Virginia in the first half, and the, the they went to overtime with forty-seven points the night the, the game prior. It's like, our defense is so bad. Virginia scoring whole game totals against us in the first half. Is so. there? Do, do do they have um, offensive efficiency ratings by half? I was going to ask you that because I felt like in the first half, we made them the best team in college, the best offensive college basketball. Did it end up that way? I would love to know. Do do they have – does Ken Palm break that down? I don't know that he does. How do they end on the Hmm. game, on the – just overall? Was it like Uh, 1.1? 1.08, yeah. yeah. 1.08. So it slowed down in the the second half. Yeah. but yeah, no, I don't think they do. Um, do it by halftime. Still made Virginia a top one hundred offense. It's tough oh, yeah. to do that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was fifty six to twenty six in the second half with twelve minutes to go. Yeah, or twelve ten yeah. to go. But the, the but that that shot was a dagger. <laughs> dagger. Yeah. Hey, but you know the first <laughs> Here's half. Here's a count. stat. First half. Here's a count. stat. The minimum win probability. All right, so at the closest, the most drama in the game, when it was only a 72% chance Virginia was going to win, was 30 seconds in and they were tied at zero. Are you serious? That was their minimum win probability, 72.5%. And that was when it was scoreless, 30 seconds in. Never cut into it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I oh opened gosh. up DraftKings and it was like 9.5. And I was like, take it. oh, yeah, that's yeah. – <laughs> that. okay, here, take my yeah. money. I'll, I'll see it on the other side. And then and then the live line was like 26 and a half <sighs> there in the first half. And I'm like, golly, 26 and a half is the live line? Yeah. And this is Louisville basketball. So, you know, I don't know, Drew. I just – It was. I, I, yeah. I just need something else now because the Ravens are done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really all that interested in the Super Bowl. The portal is pretty much wrapped. I need a spring practice schedule, Jeff. I need a spring. <laughs> I'm going to need one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got Dan McDonald. You got the, the leadoff right. uh, bank, banquet on Friday. That's right. right? I got to wait till Thursday so. for women's basketball. So, 
I think that's going to have to be it, and I, and I agree with Jeff, with Jeff Wall said us recently. We, we need to have uh, betting lines on the, on the on NCAA women's games. We don't have you know? them all the time. I mean, you could bet on LSU you South rarely Carolina have last week, and I did. Yeah, but you yeah you rarely have it. Like we there ought to have been one yesterday for Louisville. Pitt or whoever was it playing Pitt? Who yeah. was it? I can't. I'm, yeah, it was Pitt. Um, and, but they do in the ACC tournaments. They start in the conference tournaments. They start. I know they have them in the NCAA tournament, but yeah. I don't know they start in the conference tournaments. But I don't know, and I don't know why they don't. I mean, they can you know they can handicap anything. I mean, I don't know why it's all algorithms. It. But it, but it is you do see like wild scores in the women's game, wide margins of victory, far more so you do on a regular basis than the men. I mean, you see it in the men as well. But I mean, you, you just regularly see. The game that might be fifty points, like what the right? Yeah. I mean, you see thirty point wins in the Sweet Sixteen sometimes. Yeah, so it does. Did happen. you uh, see what um, American Airlines did for the Super Bowl? I did not see um, this. No. So you know, you know this travel schedule, right? Like Taylor Swift's going to be able to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, she's, she's got a uh, to... show in Tokyo the night the night before. Right, right. But there's the international Dateline, whatever, going the other direction. Ought to be able to actually make it in by Saturday night for the Super Bowl. So, you know, Taylor Swift was born in 1989. That's her favorite, you know, um, that's her album. That was her most best-selling album, I guess. And obviously we know Kelsey is number 87. So, uh, but if you need a flight from Kansas City to Las Vegas and the Super Bowl on February 11th, a few flight numbers might catch your eye. Flight 1989, scheduled to run twice from Kansas City to Las Vegas. That's funny. Uh, And then flight, uh, after the game, flight 87. (laughs) <laughs> for Kelsey, leaves Las Vegas, heads to Kansas City. Wow. So these aren't regularly scheduled flights. These are flights that have been added, and they've been given the numbers of Taylor Swift's birth year and her boyfriend's jersey number. That's great. Good on America. I love Airlines. it. I love how yeah, mad it makes people. Oh, stop showing around. Like, it's, it's, she's I mean, trying to hide as much as she could yesterday, but I just love all these people to get all worked up for like a 20-second, not even that, 10 seconds at a time maybe, shot of, yeah. you know. <laughs> she's not uh, trying to be a part of the show. I mean, she's hiding the back. She's, you know, she I was mean, yesterday the- she clearly wasn't. Yesterday it was like, you know, she didn't have any designer jackets. She just was sitting back there. And right. I just love how mad people get about it because I don't understand what they don't like like about her in particular like well i, I just think, think it's people funny. don't like losing so like if you're a yeah. bills fan you probably or a yeah. you know like, oh save america you know yeah. um lamar like it's just settle down <laughs> all right we'll fun. continue along here paul paul rogers i uh, will join us on the other side here uh as uh, we roll along here with you this morning uh, our friends over at edlin and edlin if you're thinking about selling a home uh boy uh, you need to talk to them because they're gonna not only it's not saving you money they're gonna give you the money they're gonna let you keep the money you've earned and by, what I mean by that is they're going to charge you 1% instead of 3% as they're selling realtor fee. But you're going to get a full service, you know, which you would always think you would be paying for the 3%. They just understand that they don't have to work as hard these days because the, the buyers are doing so much of the work. That's why they're going to recommend you pay the buyer's agent 2.5%. So the average purchase price in Louisville, about $300,000. That's $7,500 more to you. That goes that, that check you get at closing. It's gonna have that's a, that's a lot of equity uh, that uh, you know you've you've earned that you don't want to just give away. So check them out, Edelin.com. That's e d e l e n dot com. Edelin and Edelin. Uh, if you want to call Phil Moffat directly, 599-2800. 599-2800 or Edelin.com. dot com.